What's going down, podcast listener? Welcome back to the Symbiosis Now podcast. I'm Tyler Colombero, and I'm the host of the show. And on this show, we have a good conversation every single episode, guaranteed for your ears and your pleasure. And hopefully, those conversations will inspire you to get your ass out there and have some good conversations too. Folks, it's just such a strange time to live in where everyone walks around and drives around, but we're all in our own bubble. We text each other, but we don't talk in person. We email people, but we don't even talk on the phone. Like, it's a different time, and it's cool, and it's radical, but it's also kind of fucked up because we miss so much in the day-to-day. We don't communicate enough. We don't look each other in the eyes and in the face. We don't recognize emotions as much as we used to, which some people could say aren't important, but they're everything. They're one of the many human complexities, as is having a conversation and holding one. So I find great value in a good conversation. So that's what we do on this podcast. And on this episode, to help us do that, we have the one and only legendary Alejandro Martinez, a tree-trimming bad mofo who's all about clearance, not necessarily appearance, even though he's good at cleaning the trees up real nice, making them look neat. Deep in the backcountry, power lines are sometimes too fucking close to the trees, and those must be trimmed. I'm super excited to talk to this dude. We used to go to high school back in the day. He was a hard mofo then, and he's a hard mofo now. And we're here to have a wild conversation. Listener, I'm excited. So why don't you go out there and like and share and subscribe and tell your friends about the podcast. But without further ado, join us as we voyage into the yonder of conversation with Alejandro Martinez on the Symbiosis Now podcast. You know, Idaho potatoes, that's prison labor. I was face down in the gravel, teeth biting road like asphalt. Coca-Cola still uses coca leaf in their mixture for flavor. <laughs> because the simpler a message is, the more people can get behind it. I can really tune in and try to stay alert on what's going on right now. And also, I had read the fucking label wrong, so we actually took ten times the amount we're supposed to take wow. of each. This is the thing, and I want this to be like a public service announcement to people. PSA, listen, PSA. this is important. Hello? Alejandro, what's good, big dog? What's good, man? What you doing? What you doing, man? How you been? Dude, we're good right here, man. I'm super excited to fucking talk to you, man. I feel like I haven't seen you in like 10 years, dude. For reals, man, I've been MIA since fucking, since fucking 20, uh, 20, after 2012, after high school, bro, I lived, I, I lived like about a couple months in fucking Ridley, then took off to club list, had to, had to get away from people, you know? Yeah, huh, for real, it's toxic out here, bro. <laughs> it can be, but, for sure. But, but how you been, brother, how you been? Dude, I've been good, man. Life's been crazy. I feel like I've like lived a whole different lifetime in the last ten years versus yeah. like when I, I don't like when I think of being a child, I don't think of myself being the same person. 
Like I'm like, man, that was a, a dream. Like when I was riding dirt bikes when I was a kid, like we used to go riding dirt bikes all the time. Every weekend I'd ride on my back property and like hit jumps and fucking yeah. whatever, right? Well, I don't do that anymore. Like ever since I was like 18 or some shit, my grandpa died. He was sick and he was like at our house and shit all the time. And so like we stopped going anywhere for a long time and that just kind of, I feel like put a halt on all of that. And my life just was hard, bro. Like at that time, you know, yeah. we graduated high school. I had to figure out work. I was trying to go to school. I was trying to figure it all out. And I, could, I didn't have no time to ride dirt bikes. And here we are 10 years later. I don't have time. But I still got a dirt bike. So if you want to buy Heck, my dirt dude. bike, I might be down to sell my dirt bike to you people out there. Whoever's listening. Hey, <laughs> hey it's a YZ125 1998. That was a good year for a two-stroke 125. Those were bad back in the day. And that shit's still clean as fuck, dude. But the reality is, is like, I don't think of myself as that same person anymore as back then. It's crazy. Like, I don't know why. It is the same person. But there's a different sense of identity behind the man they call Tyler, right? Facts. And I'm sure with you too, bro. You're all tatted up looking hard and shit, you know? Fuck yeah, bro. Like, fucking like, I'm kind of like you, but mine was with skateboarding. I used to fucking skateboard every fucking single day when I was younger. You were good at it too, bro. Yeah, and then after I got out of high school, I just stopped. And then I still got a brand new board. Like, I'd be buying them. But literally, I go to the skate park, and I'm like, damn, I'm washed up. (laughs) But I still have my board, though. I'll be still kicking out the hill flips. I got that on on lockdown. Hey, that's awesome. What the fuck, bro? But yeah, fucking. But work, bro, all I'd be doing. So I work with PG&E, but like. The shit that we see out there, bro, like, actually, like, the tree workers, it's, like, I I seen some crazy shit, bro. Like, so there was a time on the 99, I sent you a video, I don't know if you've seen it, but, so our company, we dropped a tree on a, on a cabin, you know? So we're we're in the desert, we're, we're stood down, so then we're driving back from the desert, we're on the 99, I just passed Bakersfield, I see a car coming, uh, going southbound like towards bakersfield so that's on the other side of the road i'm driving and i see a dust a big old dust cloud come up and i'm like what the heck and my my brother-in-law he's sleeping next to me and i'm like hey bro wake up look at first i thought it was just like a tornado like a dust tornado i see a car emerging out of there i'm like oh fuck and i start seeing it fucking spinning boom starts rolling i start seeing people flying out like at least like 30 feet over the clouds and i was just tripping what do and you mean? Like people over. were flying out of the vehicle? Yeah. Holy shit. And, uh, so people were flying out. I pull over like literally in the middle of the road and I jumped over the, the, it's like a, a divider, like a cement divider, whatever. I jump over that and I fucking go over there. I see a lady in the back seat. She's hanging out of the car and like, you can see her bone, like her, her, her arm is like getting ripped. And I fucking, I had like a, I had like, my work shirt and I had like a little undershirt. I gave her the undershirt and I put a tourniquet on her on her arm, pulled her out, and then she's like, "My niños, my niños," and I'm like, "What?" I thought I seen. I thought there were older people, and I look and I see like, I seen a kid on the railroad tracks. He was like, beaten up, but he 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 was awake. He was awake, but he was crying. I made sure he was okay. And then uh, like how old? Him, like how old? Um, I would say probably like. Four years old, bro. Oh, so, shit. I thought you were going to yeah, say, like, a teenager, but I mean, damn, that's a fucking infant, bro, a toddler. Yeah, yeah. they are like, um, so it was, like, two four-year-olds for sure, because I seen one, and he was, like, crying, and he was pointing at his brother, and I see his brother, like, unconscious, and 
it's crazy about our job, what we do. We don't use our CPR certification, like, on each other, you know? But on the road, I see a kid sleeping, like, or, like on the railroad tracks. He was uh, knocked out. I gave him CPR. And then he, he came and he, he woke back up, whatever. And I laid, and I laid down, the, like, my other shirt, my work shirt, I laid it down on the floor. Uh, a nurse, a good thing a nurse was on the side of the road. And then, like, she's like, oh, I'm off-duty nurse. And then I didn't know what to do, but she made sure that he was okay. And then... All I seen was two kids, and then I look back, and I see, like, a, a, another man. He's holding a girl, and she looked flopped, bro. Like, he was holding her, but I don't know what happened. I tried looking up, like, after effects. So I was I, I was traumatized for, like, a good month. I was, I was having dreams. I was tripping, man. It was pretty crazy. Hey, so, like, you're just, like, out there, like, trimming trees, and then you seen this shit happen? Yeah. It, and it like, like what, what, no offense, like, I, I mean, not no offense, but why would you have to step in though? Just because you're a good human, right? Like not because your job needs yeah, you to, like, yeah. it's not your responsibility. You're not a first responder necessarily. Or are you? No, uh, it's just that like my instinct just kicked in to freaking like yeah. help, help somebody, you know, like, yeah. Um, I feel like even like, cause we're like at our, at work, we call each other, we're a brother's keeper. So we try to like watch each other's back. And then I just seen like a random people just like, they were acting like that. And I just dropped what I was doing fucking took off. I was like, oh fuck. That's so crazy, bro. Where yeah, was this at though? This was on the 41 or the 99 you said? The, the 99, like, um, just a, a little bit like getting close to Bakersfield kind of. Shit. It's, it's like where that metal uh, or that uh, cement divider is right there or whatever. But yeah, I was tripping. There was like, like that whole uniform I had. Like I had some shoes and like the, the like it was all covered in blood, like the kid's blood. And then like I had to, I had to throw, throw those away, man. Yo, so like you're out here, you're trimming trees off the side of the road and shit. Just to like, that's your job, bro, to help out, help pg and make sure their lines are clear, like trees are clear from shit. And all of a sudden, you see some wild shit on a daily basis that maybe has nothing to do with you cutting the fucking tree down, which is already dangerous as fuck. And there's so many things that could go awry. And you guys yeah. do it so professionally, but it's just like, it's a dangerous job. Things could go Dude. weird. The math and the physics has to be there kind of too when you're dropping them. And like, you have to think logically and you're climbing the tree. Alejandro here sent me fucking videos of him deep up <laughs> in a fucking pine tree that's just swaying. And he's just like... Got the banger right here. Fucking lights up the chainsaw, cuts a fatty branch off, and it just falls in the perfect location, you know, in between two lines. You know, but that's so intense. Then on the side of your gig, bro, there's people crashing and dying, and you're, like, right there, and you have to do something just because you're there because, like, most people aren't right there, right? Like, I don't just hang near a roadside. You know, you do because your job requires it sometimes to cut the trees, right? That's so crazy, yeah. bro. Yeah, I've, I've seen some like devastating shit. Like th- that, that was like one of them. That was like probably like the top. And then like, damn, seen, dude, like, that's the- an intense ass story. Like, that's fucking <laughs> intense, bro. You just gloss over it, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so like, I've had um. So like, how I started, bro. Like when I first started, because I was doing asphalt in Reedley. And then, like, I was supposed to be the supervisor or whatever, but they didn't give it to me. So then I just hated it, so I just went to trees. And then, like, the first day on my job, I'm doing, like, groundsman stuff, like, pull up to a job. My boss is like, oh, this is what tree is. And he shows me some climbers. And literally, bro, on that company, I don't want to say the company name, but I go, I see a climber in a tree, and then I see a guy on the bottom chipping brush, you know? Like, I was like, oh, that's normal. But 
the the groundsman he didn't see the freaking rope, the climber's rope. So he throws the brush and the chipper. It's sucking in the climber's rope, bro. It wraps over around his leg like twice, and that shit is. You see, like all his blood goes straight down to his like leg, and it's just swollen. And then fuck it, pretty much, that fool had to lose his leg that day. And that was like the first day I seen uh, tree work when I was like, I was kind of scared, but I stuck with it though. So then you were like, I gotta do this for a living. For real, bro. Damn. Hey, it's good pay. It's good pay. Hey, when we're off the podcast, I want to talk about how good the pay is. But right now, we don't need to get into that. But hey, man, like for real, like I'm, I'm sure your job, like there's a lot of trees to be trimmed that people don't understand. Like I don't think people are aware of a lot of wildfires that occur sometimes because of power lines that pg e is directly responsible yeah. for technically. But yeah. now instead of them being responsible for it, they contract out crews to go trim line, trim around the power lines. That's basically yeah. what you kind of you work on a crew with, right? Yeah. So I bet like, you, I bet you, there's a fucking lot of trees to trim. <laughs> fuck yeah! Then like sometimes like with something sometimes like during the year, there's like like during this time of the year like towards the winter time, uh, the the trees that we trim we trim about like maybe like 300 a day, so it's pretty like we keep, we keep a steady pace instead of like wasting like time when we should be like finishing the work and then we always get behind because uh, PG&E just stops us like during this time they stop us so. Right now we're on hold. They send us out on call, and then maybe like in a week or two now they're gonna call us back for like we're behind now. So pretty much, uh, PG&E holds us down for sometimes. That's pretty wild shit. Yeah. So you learned how to trim trees on the job though. You didn't like have any schooling yeah. necessarily. You didn't grow up on a farm or anything like that, and how to prune or anything like that. No, no, bro. <laughs> Literally forget. They just said I'm gonna climb a tree because I started on the bottom. And they were like, hey, can you start? Do you know how to use chainsaw? I was like, I have no experience with n- uh, nothing whatsoever. And then they just, uh, they showed me, like, how to start it and how, how to use it. And then they're like, can you start climbing? And I was like, how long do I got to know? And then they're like, you have to uh, at least know your job within a two-week frame. And I was like, damn. So they sent me up, like, my first tree was, like, 150-foot uh, ponderosa pine. It was pretty pretty gnarly. But I was scared, though. <laughs> Bro, that's, fine. that's fucking scary, dog. Yeah, but now, but now with the company, now what's nice about it, the now they're having us, uh, they're they're turning our, our job into a trade now. So you have to go to school, you know, you you have to go to um, I think it's like a four week program, five week program or something like that. And then uh, for after the program, you end up having a for sure job with the company. And that's pretty cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then are you like technically a certified arborist at that point or no? Uh, only not an arborist because there's like a certain ways like the arborist you have to be like you have to get your your uh I- IPAs or, not IPAs uh ICA my bad or no ISA yeah ICA ISAs but with us we're just journeymen we're just uh allowed to get paid what we're supposed to do to do like all like rigging type stuff so I'm not like oh this tree's like I can't really tell like it's defective or anything. I just know arborists have like, they know all that lingo, like anything wrong with the tree. I just, I know what's wrong, but they know like way more than that. Yeah. I like they would know to, they would be able to assess like the disease that the tree has even yeah, all that correct. kind of shit. Theoretically, yeah. they would be able to know by like doing some kind of samples or something and testing it or just looking at certain things, just knowing by look. But 
that's pretty wild. You're right. Like there's like probably a nutritional program behind like having to be an arborist because they have to know, is it just needing like a little bit of food? Like, you know what I mean? Which is stupid. But in the city, I think more like a, like around the roads and like in the little center medians while you're driving, even in a small town like Reedley, they got like crepe myrtles and fucking, I don't know, you name it, just a bunch of random trees and shit all over the place, a bunch of uh, Chinese pistache and shit, you know, that are just yeah. like, if you don't prune them right, they'll get fucking crazy, and they'll just yeah, be, like, bro. scratching everything, and you'll be walking, and you'll be bump bumping into it, or your car won't be able to park under it, so, like, there's a strategy to it, you know? Yeah, like, now, I, I feel like now, um, bit, I, since I've been in the trees, I know how to, like, prune a tree, but, like, usually, like, say, like, from being a line clearance tree trimmer, be, uh, going to like a residential tree trimming, if I'm like, hey, uh, could I apply for your job? And they're like, oh, what kind of experience do you have? And I tell them line clearance, they're gonna they're gonna be like, yeah, that's a no because pretty much we do clearance, not appearance. So like, right? People would people would fuck up someone's tree <laughs> from the power line, bro. Like I seen some um, palm trees. People be trimming the palms and they cut the whole head off the tree, bro. Oh shit! And they tell the homeowner. Homeowner doesn't really know about trees, so you just say, "Oh yeah, it's gonna grow back in a couple months." But in reality, you know it's you not gonna. Yeah, you're like, damn. But you, I, I wouldn't freaking do that to people's trees. I actually try to tr- trim them, like make them look nice. But some of the I see, I'm just like, damn, they just <laughs> they get clearance. So they don't have stuff. to like prov- provide proof of like a good job done. They just have you just have to provide proof that you cut the tree, but it doesn't have to like look good in the picture or what. So uh, after we, we're done with the tree, whatever we we turn our paperwork in, and then later on, like maybe in a couple weeks, that's when the tree inspectors for either PG&E or or our company will go out and uh, see how we did the trim on the tree. And if, the, if it's good, if it had the clearance, then okay. But if it if it looks like shitty and has no clearance, then you have to go back and redo that tree. But if it looks like shit and it has the clearance, it doesn't matter. It's fair game, right? Pretty much, it still yeah. passes the test on your end because you guys aren't about <laughs> appearance. You're about clearance. I get it. <laughs> yeah, that's lit, bro. But yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty fun out there. Well, while you're out there. Hey, while you're out there, because you're out there sometimes, bro. I seen you. You be hiking out in the middle of fucking nowhere, yeah. lands. You ever be seeing like, you know what I'm gonna ask? You ever seen like Bigfoot or anything, bro? Big big dog, Bigfoot, Sasquatch, anything like that? Some weird shit. The only thing I seen, I seen fucking, I seen a lot of fucking, uh, fucking like, I don't know, like there's like some fucking weird ass people that walk around like naked out in the woods it's like i guess there's like the they're like these it's like a tribe that's right there but they actually i guess that's what they do that live out that live out in like the fucking cascadale area in the mountains where that's real like in cascadale it's like it's kind of by like bass lake area in the mountains right there like yeah like we'll be out like hiking and you see like tents out randomly and like fuck it i guess they're like they're just like nudists or some shit. It's pretty weird, but I, especially especially the things that we'd be doing out there, and then especially seeing that it makes this trip out even more. We're like, fuck, man. <laughs> Yo, that's fucking crazy. So like, they're not necessarily rabid. Then they still go home, or like they just live naked yeah. off the land, no clothes. No, no, actually, they live off the grid. Yeah, they pretty much uh, they live off the grid. It's pretty crazy. They, they, that's just the way they live. And then even there's this guy that I work with. 
fucking he told me that that he's like kind of like off the grid but he comes to work and sometimes he'll be wearing the same stuff like you could tell and then he just he just says oh, i'm gonna sleep here tonight and i'm like what the fuck he just hella stinks but he just gets down while he's at work and gets paid yeah bro hey i ain't gonna lie he's a badass tree climber and feller bro he'd be dropping the fucking fuck out of trees so we gotta but, take note of that maybe there's like a training involved like when you go to the, take these classes to get involved with the trade of tree trimming you gotta be able to yeah. live in the woods for months straight too and then just sleep right there where you fucking trim the tree because that's how you really know how to climb and deal with the tree you have to be at one with the tree motherfucker you know <laughs> Yeah. That's lit, bro. But that's also kind of creepy. Like, cause you hear stories, right? Of people saying like, I've heard this before. I've, I ask almost every one of my guests if they seen Bigfoot or UFOs or some shit. And like, I have heard people for sure on, on this podcast and other podcasts to listen to and people's stories out in the wild, like in the real world, talk about how they've seen like rabid people, like wild people just oh, out somewhere deep. Like not just so much like off the grid, like they're kind of like, they're like a feral human. Like, oh, like where it's kind of creepy, like they maybe walk on all fours <laughs> or some shit, or they see like a witch they feel like, or oh, some shit so in like the top of the tree. Yeah, some skinwalker type shit too. On the la- two episodes ago with Adam Rodriguez, he's a wildland firefighter, right? So yeah. he's a hot shot. So he literally <laughs> falls trees too and shit. Like they do a bunch of crazy shit out there on the fly. And I asked him because he sleeps yeah. out there all the time, like, what do you see out there? And he was saying that the skinwalker is apparently a thing. Where it's like a shapeshifter, where it like it changes its shape like an animorph or something. Like it could be like a dog walking, all of a sudden it's a fucking <laughs> owl, and then it's a fucking dude wearing a hat over his eyes, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, is that a really a dude? And then you try to follow him, and you turn the corner, and there's a fucking deer there, and it comes at you, and you run away. Like you know, this, those kind of stories, bro, that people talk about. Dude, that'd be fucking some fucking crazy ass shit. Or or all these people just high or some shit, or they're tripping in the moment. They eat some mushrooms out there in the forest, and they're like, I swear, dude. Dude, I seen a dude turn into a wolf, <laughs> turn into a deer. Fuck, dude. What's going down, podcast listener? I imagine that you drive a car when you're out and about. You might even have a motorcycle, per se. And I think that most people that live in the society we live in have a home of some sort. On those things, do you have insurance? That is my question to you. And if you do not, it seems like it's time to get you some. What are you doing out there listening to a podcast? Because if you are, at the same time simultaneously, you could be calling Alfredo Vargas over at Academy West Insurance to provide you with top-notch service. Give him a call at 559-638-3800. Do you not have a license? That doesn't seem to be a problem. He can set you up. Do I know how? I have no idea, but he can set you up. He claims to know. Are you anything like me? And when you were younger, got into some trouble, had a DUI, and needed an SR-22 insurance? Maybe? I hope not. But if you do, Alfredo Vargas over at Academy West Insurance can set you up with the free SR-22. You can find Alfredo looking sharp in the suit on 998 North Manning Avenue in Reedley, California, or you can give him a jingle down there at the shop at 559-638-3800. Be sure to tell him that you heard about him on the Symbiosis Now podcast, and he will set you up ASAP with all your insuring needs. Thank you, Alfredo, for sponsoring the podcast. And now let's get back to the show, folks. I've just seen some fucking, like, crazy shit, like, as in, like, I feel like 
you know, you ever get the feeling when you're out somewhere, like you're hiking out, yes. and you feel like people are starting to do, like, I feel like I see figures out there, like, I don't know, like, like kind of like shadow people, that's the way I, I, like, I feel like someone's always watching me sometimes, even, even here at my house sometimes, I feel pretty... I feel pretty scared. I know you got a little dark side to you, bro, for sure. But yeah. I mean, like, what, but like, what about like mountain lines and shit? Because you ever think like I felt like when I'm hiking deep and I feel like something's watching me, I don't just think I feel like that. I'm like in my mind, I'm like something's fucking watching me right now. If I get that feeling, my intuition is telling me something is watching me right now. It's not just in my head because I do think there's oh there are I know there's bobcats and mountain lions up in those motherfucking hills that do watch. They are hungry. And they may attack you, or maybe not, but they like stalking you, and they like playing with their prey because they're fucking big cats. So it's a scary yeah. experience, like, being out there deep and thinking that you're all alone when there's animals all over the fucking place. So, like, you ever seen mountain lions or something? I've seen fucking uh, bobcats fucking For sure. crossing my paths whenever pulling up to a job fucking... So sometimes we'll have to do like some emergency trees fucking uh, in North Fork, and at the night like we have to go through the we have to go through this trail. So we're driving on a fucking little ATV just to get to our fucking tree, and we see something fucking like it was kind of like a big ass fucking cat that just crossed our path, and we're like, "What the fuck was that?" So all of us jump off the fucking ATVs that we had, and then fucking. We're just all looking. We fucking shine our lights. We, we can't fucking see shit. And we just started hearing those fucking, like, screams that they do or screeches. And it, and it, it made the back of my hair just fucking... Bro, what does it sound crazy. like? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a baby crying in the distance. Huh? Like, or like a person yeah. screaming for help, like, at the top of their lungs in the distance, I feel like. Dude, it, it, it was pretty fucking scary, bro. Dude, that sounds fucking creepy because I know there was like I told a story recently. I, I, we were up by the General Grant tree and okay. uh, and like we heard those sounds, bro. And me and Allison were like, what the fuck? Let's get the fuck out of here. But it was like it sounded like someone deep in the distance going, <laughs> you know, but it was like, nah, it's not. But it sounds really close. And I feel like they do that kind of to lure you sometimes. So you got to wonder, dog. Like, yeah. when you're being watched, when you think you're being watched out there in the wild, you probably are being watched a little bit by something. Bro, even if it's a bird or two, bro, there's birds watching, you know, and then someone could even go even bigger that it's the eye in the sky that's watching every fucking move. You know what I mean? But it's like at least something, an animal or something for sure is watching. You got eyes on you. And there's probably cameras nearby, even if you think there aren't. Yeah, uh, fucking gang trail cameras and shit. Yeah, dude, we set some up uh, in my class. Shout out to Louis oh, Long. You? You're the fucking man, my professor. Yeah, bro, at Sequoia Lake. Yeah, at Sequoia Lake, we set him up, right? So I was all excited thinking, we're going to see Bigfoot for sure, dog. Like, you know, and and because I've never set up a cam out in the wild. I've been out in the wild. I've stayed nights out in the wild, blah, blah, blah. But, like, it was cool to just leave trail cams, like, you know, in random spots and catch what you catch. Well, we saw a lot of deer. We saw bobcats. We saw mountain lion for sure. And it was by Sequoia Lake. So that's really not that far from civilization. There's a whole camp there. There's a lot of shit going on there at Sequoia Lake. Um, there was bear. Um, there were, for sure, a bunch of mule deer and shit. And, like, uh, squirrels and all this shit. But, like, I think definitely the mountain lion and the bobcat shots were the most significant. And it kind of showed that and highlighted that there are a lot more than you would think just yeah. in general. Because what are the odds we caught them on that camera in that small section? I mean, imagine the wild terrain around there there's a lot more animals in the in the deep woods right there versus just what we caught on our cameras and like in uh, a in a month span or less you know it's pretty wild to think 
Because, I mean, bro, when you think you're out there and you're chilling out there alone, there's animals, there's fungus, there's trees. It's all alive all around you. And, like, I'm fucking terrified of getting mauled by a bear or a mountain lion. But you got to sometimes see that and feel that and know that. But your job requires you to be out there not for fun, not just to experience like a little bit extra. It's like you're literally working, so you could you could come across a bear. You could fucking right. Like fucking, um, uh, we were working uh, paradise. Uh, fuck, when that fire happened, that went through there. Oh wow. Yeah. So I remember one day we were working. It was fucking. It was raining, and I see like you you could see fucking like the, all the houses that burnt because we were working like right there where the houses are stepping on houses. I felt bad, but that's just what we had to do. And I see, I see a herd of our fucking a pack of deer, whatever the how you say it. And there was this one that had like that had a broken leg, and its antlers were like fucking, uh, it were melting because the fires. So we had to call our GF, and then he's like, "Hey, you have to go down, uh, down the road because there's some cops right there. So bring them up." So we bring, I go down, I bring them up, and then the cops like, "Can you show me them?" And you see like all the other deer like around that that one, that's trying that's trying to help the help it or whatever. And the cop comes and he's all like, oh, we have to put it down. And then he pulls out and he fucking shoots it. Boom. And then it flops, but it's not dying. He's like, come on. I don't want to keep shooting. And he has to shoot again. Boom. And then he just, he looks at it and he's all like, damn, this is some good meat. I want to take it back with me. And then he's all like, he's okay. He's all, can you call your boss real quick? And then he calls my boss and he's all like, is it okay if, if uh, Alejandro Martinez comes and helps me? Uh, get this deer on my on my fucking truck and then he says yeah so then we had to do that dude it was it was a mess dude all that blood that was dripping from that deer and then he bled it from the throat he, he gutted the throat whatever yeah pretty gnarly hey so like i take it you don't hunt then like have you been a hunter no i haven't either like i mean like i shot i've shot animals and i don't want to sound like a fucking murderer and say that like i don't just go shoot animals but when i was a kid we, we lived up in the foothills and there were a lot of fucking rabbits, like a lot that would destroy everything, any vegetation. And you would have a lot of ground squirrels. And so we would shoot those sometimes and woodpeckers, you know, we would shoot them with pellet guns and shit. And I'd fucking had killed a few animals for sure in my time. But generally speaking, I'm not hunted. I've not went out in the deep forest and fucking shot me a deer, gutted her, cleaned her up, packed it out of there. I ain't done nothing like that, dog. And I, I mean, I'd be down to. Dude, but I've just never, I didn't grow up like that, I guess. And I think there's a lot of us, clearly. There's a lot of American culture and the world that no longer hunts like they used to, you know. But hunting is amazing. It really is an amazing thing. I really would like to kind of do it more. I just never actually went hunting, bro. Yeah, I think that will be a fun experience, too. Just just probably try to hunt a bear. I, I would want a bear to be my first hunt. If I ever hunt. I want to hunt a bear down. Hey, well, they might uh, they might start that up again because apparently they stopped allowing you to like hunt bear with dogs. I want to say in like 2017 or something like that. And and before that though, they used to like bring the dogs out, dog, and the the hounds would find the bear. Oh yeah. And they'd come and fucking shoot that bear. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like you could argue it's poaching, but it's kind of like if there's an abundance of bears and there's they become like a high population to where it's no longer in balance. And they're kind of an elite character in the woods. Like, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're not something that is insignificant. They could fuck up like anything. And they're omnivores. They could eat whatever the fuck that they can eat. Like, they could eat meat. They could eat berries, fucking vegetation, whatever. 
So they're kind of like a human out there, but a rabbit ass human and they're big. So if they don't get checked, like if wolves don't somehow take them down, which we don't really have here, like, you know, if something doesn't take it down, they're just an abundance. They start breeding. They're just more and more and more. And then it becomes a threat to humanity generally. Like, cause how does a human just come up and be like, Hey, you get out of here, bear. Some of those bears don't give a fuck what you say, even if you get big, but like bears I've encountered, which has only been a few times, like one time up, uh, the trail, big baldy up in the Sequoia park or the Sequoia national forest. Um, I was just hiking up the trail alone, bro. It was like 6 AM and a summer morning. And I was the first one on the trail for sure. Cause no one was parked there. And all of a sudden, bro, I felt like I could hear some rustling in the brush. And I'm like, what is that? And sure enough, dude, like, I'm like, eh, I'll keep walking. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe it's a bird just flopping around because sometimes that's what it is. But you're real aware when you're out there. And I'm alone. I'm alone, bro. And no one else is on the trail. So literally, I don't know who's coming next to save me. <laughs> you know, maybe no one. And I don't, I only have like a fat knife and that's it because you can't f- carry a firearm. I don't have bear spray. I don't have fucking anything. I don't even have pepper spray, man, or nothing. I got like garlic in my backpack, maybe, you know, <laughs> and tatted on my forearm, you know, but. But yeah, like get away from me, bear! Like you know, and he's like, oh, that fool stinks like fucking garlic. No. But uh, but anyways, I hear this rustling, dude, and I'm like, okay, I know something's watching me now, and I know I hear something. So I stopped and I just kind of was listening, and I could hear the bear, like sniffing, bro, like like not real close, but like sniffing the air, like it was like, oh no, I could almost psychologically feel the bear sniffing my scent. Does that make sense? Yeah. Kind of like when a rattlesnake, when you hear it rattle, it's like you have this deep connection to be like, oh, it's rattling because he knows I'm a threat and he might fuck me up right now. And like, so I'm like, oh shit. And so I'm all quiet. And like, I'm like, am I going to pull my knife out? And I'm like, what the fuck, bro? I'm going to have a knife fight with a bear. Like, what the fuck? Like, that's not going to go good. This is not a good idea. So I just was kept calm and I clapped my hands like kind of loud. And then uh, I could hear the bear like, stop. Like, stop rustling around all of a sudden. And then I smacked my hands again a little louder. And then I could hear rustling. And I was like, oh, shit, is it coming at me now? And there's like a tree of bushes in between, like this sound. So I'm like, oh, shit, dude, am I going to run? I don't think I can outrun a black bear, dude. No, I can't. They always say you can't. So it's like, fuck. And it's a long way back out or up. You know, and either way, I'm fucked kind of. This is its terrain. So I clap one more time, like like a golf clap, but like the legit one, like a real popper, son. Like when you get that good high five, fucking high five sound, you know, I fucking did one of those good poppers, son. And I ain't talking about the inhalant ones. And all of a sudden, the fucking bear starts rustling, dude. And I'm like, oh, shit, dude. I'm, like, getting prepared for it coming at me. And then I just see it running away from me down in the the ravine, kind of into the canyon. And it's butt jiggling, bro. Like, it was running hella fast and, like, galloping. And it was healthy and fat because its butt was, like, I could visibly see it jiggling. Kind of like in that The Great Outdoors movie where they shoot it with the <laughs> shotgun and it blows all the fur off its ass and it runs away. And you can see its butt cheeks kind of jiggling. It was like that, bro. But he had hair on his ass still like no one shot this bear I guess <laughs> yeah. but dude it ran and I was like in that moment I'm like I felt so proud of myself like I was like I'm bigger than you motherfucker and like it was so stupid but it was so real because it was like dude that bear could fuck me up easily easily fuck yeah bro that's fucking that's fucking gnarly bro to even be like that close to bears like I know people that fucking that I work with that they, they were in Mammoth Lakes and we were my crew was supposed to get sent there and people will be like, they'll be with, because I know if you encounter like the baby bears or whatever, the cubs, 
got the mom somewhere right there and they come see you as a threat you know so i, I see people like they're in the hotels because that's when like covid19 hit and that's when like everything was shut down except the hotel well that was only for the tree workers and like in the garage or uh, down in that basement garage i see people on their snap they ha- they're feeding their hand feeding the bears letting them walk to them they're drinking beers chilling with them like what the heck and then like oh, from God. what i know you could get like fucking fined and in prison for that and i'm just like dude these people are just going wild with these cubs though so like would, would you a hand feed a cub or, no. or would you like no back I would not want to fuck with it at all. I mean, I guess somehow we were fucking somehow came across the cub that I don't even know somehow was alone and it had no one else. Maybe I'd take it to like a place where someone knows how to take care of it and like get it there. But I wouldn't try to raise it my own. I wouldn't try to blend in with the bears, be at one with the bears because the bear will eat me one day. The bear will fucking (laughs) scratch me when he like we're talking about a good high five earlier. Imagine if I just said, hey, buddy, come give me a high five. And I try to talk to that bear and he he comes in with his claw and smacks my hand and cuts my fucking hand off basically with just me trying to slap his hand. We're so like humans are very smart. But we're very, like, nimble and fragile when you think about it. Like, if you were to try to fight a bear, a bear would fuck you up. But humans, like, we think, oh, but we can go to the moon. Bears can't go to the moon. Like, you know, we're smart, but we're, like, we're nimble in certain ways. We we use our brain to compensate almost, right? Yeah. Fuck, man. Yeah. Have you you ever encountered any rattlesnakes? Yes. My job, that's what I do hella during the summer, man. Like, there's one time, we're on lunchtime, I, I go out to take a piss, I have to go, uh, like, somewhere out away from the truck, so, like, I'm out in the in the woods. Right in front of like, a deer oh. cam, you gotta take a leak, right in front of the fucking wood cam. <laughs> yeah, and I freaking, I, I pull out the schlingo, taking a piss, and then, like, I look, and I hear, like, rustling under, the, like, the log, and I look, and then I fucking see a rattler, and I back up. And I'm like, oh shit! And it, and I'm fr- kind of frozen. And I look back, and there's another rattle. Like pretty much, I was like in a rattle fucking rattlesnake nest shit. And fucking, I tell the guys, and then they come rushing. They they, they throw me some traps. I put them on my legs, and they start bringing cold printers. And then pretty much the tree that fell was like right there. So we had to call our boss, and he's like, no, you guys gotta, you guys still gotta pull out that brush. We're like, dude, there's rattlesnakes in here. Cause I don't care if we need that production. And we started to get it done, but it was so scary, dude. Everyone was fucking shitting bricks, but we had to put those chaps on. It's pretty scary, man. Bro, I don't trust no fucking chaps from a rattlesnake, (laughs) dude. I would have been like, hey, boss, get the fuck out here and show us how it's done. Thanks, dude. And then, like, we told him that, and then he still made us fucking do that shit. And we're like, damn, we could have fucking got him in trouble, but uh, everyone, like, that was like his brother was like, oh yeah, this guy, he's like so and so, he's good with the bosses and shit. But then, fucking our bosses recently, they fucking got busted for embezzlement on our company. Only the people that work for our co- that know me that work for the company they know. Damn, but, dude. Our so another story. Our boss, bro, like owner of our company, and his his wife. The wife, she put her nose into places that shouldn't have been put in, and fucking. She got into, like, $300,000 of debt with our company. And then, like, so we hired, like, all these, like, big honchos from fucking, like, Tennessee. Now they own our company. And then, like, yeah, the the owners, the, the previous owners, they don't own it now. They're gone. So. Fuck, bro. The, the drama. 
Yeah, there's trauma up the wazoo up here. It's like it's like out here, bro. It's like high school. It's crazy, like. Oh, you're telling me I'm a bartender, son. I've been, or I mean, I'm not a bartender, but I've been working as a bartender and a server at a bar, like right here. You remember Kelly's? Kelly's? It's Wakehouse. Yeah. I work out there, bro. But like, so I, I'm not trying to talk shit. I'm just saying. You know, you see some high school-esque attitudes, bro, when people start drinking, you know. Everyone still is. Um, anywhere I've worked, I'm a people watcher, dog. Uh, I see a lot of, like, adults that grow and get bigger but still act like a fucking teenager. And it's a trip. And I think that's very common in our society in California for sure. But I think I think just American culture is kind of like that, you know, where we grow to a certain point physically. But mentally, we kind of stay boxed in, out of comfort, out of what's popular, you know, yeah. being in the in-group so you do whatever you think is best. I don't know. It's a weird time we're living into, bro. But it's cool. Folks, if you listen to this podcast, then you know we're all about maintaining our ecosystem. That includes the front and backyard because that's the ecosystem in which we all pretty much live. Whether you got trees to be pruned or you got to put in some irrigation units or system, you might be in over your head. Let's be honest. Sometimes it's kind of hard to make time with our busy lifestyles and sometimes it's something we just don't know how to do. We'd rather have someone else do it. So if you're looking for help with that, we have someone that we would definitely recommend over here at the Symbiosis Now podcast. Celaya and Sons Lawn Care. Veteran owned and operated by Carlos Celaya. He's out there laying sod, edging lawns, planting trees, and cleaning up some old landscapers' bullshit. If you want it done right and you want it done now, give Carlos Celaya a call at 559-213-7365. And you will be able to find his email in the description below for this podcast. That's Celaya and Sons Lawn Care, 559-213-7365. Because we all like it done right. So whatever you need done, you got to call Celia and Son. Well, many times me and Allison and I would go to hike random trails, whatever we'd find on all trails or just like what someone told us. Hey, you got to go hike this trail or whatever. So we go check it out. But there's one by Pine Flat. I want to say it's like the Edison Trail or some shit. Um, yeah. And it goes, it, it, it's supposed to kind of just jog over and get to this little lookout over the lake. Um, I want to sound like the northeast side of the lake kind of. And like it's supposed to, there's like a little bench right there. Like so someone with through the CCC or something put some shit out there to make it look cool and beautiful. And it's not that long of a hike. It doesn't really count. Right. But there's a bunch of trails that shoot off of the main trail. So if you're like, oh, we'll take a shortcut, <laughs> you're fucking up. You know, just heads up. If you go out there, if anyone knows what I'm talking about. And uh, we that happened every time. Anytime I walk that trail, I feel like I'd never take the same trail. It's somehow you get like on, on an offshoot that's way the fuck out here. And usually they connect again somewhere. But it depends on how far around the bend do you want to go. And so we did that, right? And we keep on walking. We're like, oh, we're almost there. Bro, we end up in this spot where... I could tell once I heard the rattlesnake that I think we're in a place where there's a lot of rattlesnakes and they're all in the hills. But like right here, it's like no man trudges this trail anymore, you know, because when I saw, okay, I'm walking, bro. And Allison's behind me, my wife, and I'm hiking and dude, I all of a sudden rattlesnake right there in between my legs mid step. And I just didn't notice. 
and I'm always paying attention, but mid step, bro, almost step on it type of shit. So I just, I didn't know what to do. I was moving forward with my momentum. So I just decided to jump off of one foot over it. And I fucking ran like 10, 20 feet away. And then now this fucking asshole snake is right there, right between me and Allison. So now we're separated. And it's like a skinny bridal trail, like a foot wide trail from cows type of shit. So it's all small. So there's not like I can go around. And I'm not trying to walk any deeper into this area because I'm like, oh, shit. So I hear her, and then I hear other ones, bro. Like, they're all united. Like, you need to get the fuck out of here, bro. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I felt woozy. Like, I didn't know what to do. Like, you want to talk about on holy, holy shit. Like, immediately you're like, oh, no. Like, I can't believe you went out and cut brush with them all in there. Because once I was in there and I knew there was multiple around, I was like, I was in fear. I'm like, this is an enemy I can't see. You know, it's an enemy that you can't see that well. It's pretty fucking crazy. So anyways, I'm like, what am I going to do? Minutes are going by and we're just shitting bricks. And then finally it kind of like wiggles off the trail. But I'm like, yo, what if she's just right there waiting for me? You know, now it's kind of silent. So uh, we're trying to grab branches that are like right next to the trail, which are few and far and not grab a snake or fucking, (laughs) but just to throw something to like, maybe scare it deeper into the brush or to just see where it's at. So I could see where it's at because it's like, fuck, what do you do? Like, it's like, it's almost like a landmine. If you don't know where a snake is, it's like a landmine. Like you could fucking blow up when you step on this bitch, but instead it's blowing up, it's going to bite you and you might die out there. And especially if you get bit by multiple or some shit. So I think that Allison told me that she thinks that that snake, like it struck, struck at me. But I jumped and somehow dodged it. I'm like, dude, I don't know. I think if it wanted me, I think it would have got me. But maybe it did and I just jumped good. I don't fucking know. But anyways, bro, anyways, I fucking just, we threw a couple branches and I was like, fuck it. We need to get the fuck out of here. So I just ran back, back like towards Allison and just said, ah, like I just ran hella fast and just jumped over the area where I thought she was maybe. And we just kept hiking. And then the whole way out of there. The whole way out of there. I'm like, there could be another one. There could be another one right here. And I'm just in such paranoia, bro. And we just got the fuck out of there. And then once we got back to the truck, I'm like, I'm fine. But I'm just like, wow, I was in like a, I was in, I I was scared. Like you want to talk about a haunted house. That shit was haunted, bro. That shit was like, oh shit, I need to get the fuck out of here. You know? Yeah. Dude, like there's this, so there's one time it was my brother-in-law's first day at work. I take them down. We're working at Mariposa, and we're there's a store right there called uh, ba- uh what's it called? Uh, Boot Jack, yeah. So it's down that road, whatever. And we're working transmission lines, and then we had to go through some gnarly brush. And I'm taking them down, showing them like the ropes of what to do because it's like his first couple days. So I'm taking them down, and uh, he notices a snake, and I didn't even notice it, bro. And he's all like, "Oh fuck!" Because he's scared of snakes. He's like. He's the type that's scared of anything, but he's seen a snake and he got scared and he pointed it out to me. I was like, where? And I look and I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, oh, it's a gopher snake. We'll be fine. I was like, hey, I want to catch it, though. He's like, fuck that. I'm not going to be right here. I was like, you really going to let me do this by myself? He's like, yeah, fuck yeah. And I was like, all right. So I walk him down to the where the work is. I grab a fucking Pulaski. I'm like, I'm going to get this motherfucker. And, <laughs> and I have Pulaski. a video, too, bro. And I see it. I'm like. I'm like, oh, here I go. And I fucking one, two, three, and I swing it. Boom. And it fucking dodges, bro. And then I'm like, oh, fuck. And it starts rattling. I'm like, oh, fuck, that's a rattlesnake. Oh, and I'm shit. like, shit. And the fucking, the snake is fucking, like, ready to a strike. It's on the tree. 
and I have my fucking Pulaski stuck in the tree, so I had to pull that bitch out. And right when I pull it out, like, bro, I'm still recording on my phone. I'm going to send you the video. And I pull out the Pulaski, and you see it fucking, its fangs snap at me. I'm like, oh, fuck. And I was just like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's Rattler. <laughs> bro, that's like, so was, crazy. It put, fucking, it put some lead in my pencil. I was fucking scared. Oh, yeah, I bet you graphited your pants, sonny. Like... Thank you, Alejandro, for joining us on the pod, my dude. We couldn't have had such a wild conversation without you, Brody. Thanks for telling us your tree-trimming legendary stories, along with your crazy-ass animal stories and seeing some naked fools out there. Those are some pretty highlighted topics right there. What the fuck, doggy? I appreciate you as a human. I see great value in what you're trying to do in your life, and I feel like you see shit for what it is, and I think that's badass. Listener, I hope that you're doing the same thing, because I get the vibe that you are. Just by you listening, I can tell. (laughs) I can smell it on you through the microphone that you are a very intuitive person, and you, like myself, know that it's time to become more connected and to maintain our symbiosis between one another and our environment. So thank you, listener. And be sure to tell your friends about the podcast. This is Tyler Colombero signing off for this episode. But I hope to catch you on the next episode of the Symbiosis Now podcast.